Frickety Frack with You Talk Back. Thank you for joining me in this episode. My name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Uh, Frickety Frack with You Talk Back is a show where we discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. Uh, we'll be going through an episode of Bleach Thousand Year Blood War and connected to teachings in the Bible. Uh, now I'll be continuing to study Thousand Year Blood War until the conclusion of the season. It's going to be going on a season break soon. And when that episode happens, I will uh, announce the next direction that I'm going to go in. And it could be anything ranging from uh, a different anime, uh, comic books, Star Wars, anything like that. And the name of the show comes from my dad, who dubbed my brother and me, uh, Frick and Frack, since we were kids. So in this episode, we're going to be covering everything but the rain from Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. And so we get uh, a glimpse behind the scenes of Ishin. Uh, what he was like as a captain. We get some fun moments about Manju um, and Hitsugaya and Rangiku, um, you know, seeing what they were like. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I loved was that uh, Ishin even knew that Hitsugaya was going to be a captain before uh, Rangiku was. And that was a great fun moment uh, that, you know, because Hitsugaya, if you're familiar with the show, uh, and, then, and the manga is that he was touted as this, uh, you know, genius uh, uh, prodigy, things like that. And so he, he great things were expected of Hitsugaya. Uh, the other kind of, there's two, there's one main thing that kind of ha uh, happens is that we get to see how Ishin and Masaki uh, Kurosaki uh, meet. Uh, and so she also has an unfailing desire to protect people that Ichigo uh, has as well, and Ishin uh, also has as well. Uh, and so uh, in this episode, we see how they, they meet, that they're fighting this hollow named White, uh, and, uh, and it's through the comb their combined efforts that uh, White is defeated, and we're gonna learn more about White uh, uh, further down the road, probably most likely in the next episode. Uh, and so I'm going to cover a little bit more of that later. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to point out is that, uh, Aizen is behind this. And so without Aizen, you know, even Ichigo wouldn't have been, potentially wouldn't have been born. Uh, and so I, you know, one of those, those funny things that people always kind of joke about with Aizen, uh, is that, you know, everything's his fault or was his plan. And so it's always kind of interesting to see how much Aizen and his little cronies uh, um, were involved in everything that was going on in Bleach. Uh, and so so those were the things that uh, were interesting to me. Uh, and I'm going to cover a little bit more of uh, Ishin and Masaki's uh, meeting, uh, a little bit more uh, with the biblical theme. And so uh, the biblical theme for today is Proverbs 24, verse 11. This is what it says. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. So there are two moments in this episode that really kind of point to this uh, for me. First is when uh, Ishin leaves the, the Soul Society to investigate the death of the Soul Reapers. So Hitsugaya, who's the third seat uh, at this time for Squad 10 that Ishin is the captain of, uh, uh, points out the Soul Reaper's deaths and so uh, and the investigation that was ongoing for them and so he uh, leaves uh, Hitsugaya and Rangiku behind 
And Rangiku wants to go. She was like, you know, you know, we're supposed to, we should go with you. And he's like, nah, this is no big deal. I'll be back in a couple days. And so Rangiku is, uh, you know, is a little flustered. And Hitsugaya says like, no, at our current levels, we'd just be in our way. He was, he was just trying to protect us. Um, and so then the second thing that kind of happens with this is when uh, Masaki is explained to Ryu uh, that, you know, I have to go help. And so Ryu is trying to tell her that, you know, they're special kind of, uh, they're ect uh, Quincy's and that uh, other people should be dealing with this mess, um, like Kitagiri. Uh, and uh, so he, he's like, no, 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 this is not for, uh, for us. Uh, and so, but Masaki explains that she can never forget, her future self can never forgive her for letting this go if there's something that she could do to protect, uh, protect someone who's, you know, is going to lose their life. And because uh, this all centers around the, the, the rivalry and the hatred between the Quincy's and the Soul Reapers. And, you know, Ryu is trying to tell Masaki that, uh, no, don't worry about it. We should wait till after the Soul Reaper's dead. And so during this conversation, we see uh, Ishin fight White uh, and see him release his Shikai. Um, uh, and it's really, you know, it's fascinating, it's fire-based, so that's always really cool. I love fire-based powers. Uh, but anyways, and so uh, uh, Masaki, uh, you know, goes and helps. And between Masaki and Ishin, they're able to defeat White uh, uh, rather spectacularly, uh, you know, Masaki has a rather weird battle plan involved. And so that's always fascinating. And so we kind of see where Ichigo gets it from, where he has his own weird things, uh, battle strategies and things like that. Um, but one of the interesting things is that with these two different conversations, uh, that happen about protecting others, I thought of the great Spider-Man quote, with great power must also come great responsibility. Um, and so while I was thinking about this, uh, particular, uh, you know, uh, event and, uh, you know, going, you know, we as Christians are called to stand up for those who uh, cannot stand up for themselves. Uh, and I've done lots of different kinds of ministry. I've, you know, I'm currently a pastor of a church. Um, that I, I love dearly and always look forward to, um, you know, interacting with and serving. Uh, but for a while I was a hospital chaplain and one of my responsibilities as a chaplain was to stand up for the patients and, uh, to give voice to them when they might not have a voice. Uh, because that would happen from time to time where, you know, it wouldn't, I'm not saying that doctors or nurses or anything railroaded patients, but, you know, patients, you know, might not necessarily know when they could stand up for themselves and those kind of things. Um, and so, so I, that was, you know, my responsibility as a chaplain was to stand up for my patients and to make sure that their lives and care are, um, being met, uh, to the best of, uh, you know, our medical facilities capability. Uh, and so for we as Christians, we have that same responsibility even in our day-to-day -day lives. Uh, because remember, uh, Jesus came for the least and the lost and the last. Uh, you know, he 
you know, he said many a time that, you know, you don't go to the doctor when you're well. You only go to the doctor when you're sick. And those are the kinds of people that he came for. Those who are needing to know that God loves them. And, uh, and so and this is also very practical advice from Proverbs that uh, Proverbs 24, 11, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. So, you know, as Christians, we're called to stand up for those who are in need. Um, you know, defend those who can't defend themselves. Uh, does that mean that we need to, you know, take out our uh, Zanpakuto and and uh, defend people willy-nilly? Well, no, that's a little bit different, but, you know, that's a whole other thing. Uh, but remember that we as Christians are called to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Uh, and so if, if that's through being a prayer warrior, uh, being a defender, uh, like a police officer or a military or a first responder, but also it could be uh, uh, standing up for you know those and and being a, an advocate uh, uh, through different ministries or different uh, programs. Like uh, one of the things that you know, I'm a Methodist, uh, a Methodist Home for Children that cares for children uh, who are in need of homes and. and a, and structure and things like that, um, you know, supporting those kind of ministries. Uncore is another great thing um, to support, and so that's why I thought of with Proverbs twenty four eleven uh, with this episode, everything but the rain. All right, so let me give this a rating. Uh, well, I, I struggled a little bit with this episode because it is very story driven. Um, the action is a little. Um, well, I'd say not very much. There's not very much action, uh, but this is very much a story episode, um, and so. But the fact that we got the little bit of action that we did was was really great, and I love seeing Masaki um, in action uh, as well as a Quincy. Um, and so, uh, so that's always you know a great moment. So I'm just gonna give it a four um, because. It did have great, it had wonderful moments and finding more about um, Ichigo's past, uh, how Masaki and Ishin met, uh, is always a great, uh, great moment. So I'm gonna give this a solid four. Uh, and like I said, you know, finding out that Ishin's um, Shikai release is, a, is fire-based, always makes me happy, I love fire powers. Uh, I, but my favorite would have to be lightning. Um, so, um, Sasakibe, uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, that's a real bummer for me for not being able to see more of his Bankai and, and powers. Uh, but anyhow, uh, anyone questions for us about the biblical lesson that I talked about in this episode or any other discussion uh, ranging from anime, comics, or just anything in general, uh, feel free to email me at talkback at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a comment in the uh comment below in the, on the YouTube video, or you can reach out to me on Twitter at FrickityF or at FrickityFrack on Instagram and Facebook. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, remember that I love you, most importantly that God loves you, and so go release your Bon Kai.